Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today, June 30th, 2019. It's Sunday. Scott Engel here with Mark Paquette, the king and the DFS weather expert and baseball expert. Uh, big day slate today and not, not too many or hardly any weather concerns, Mark. Yeah, there's no weather concerns. We so often get to this time of year and while we're watching is basically puff up thunderstorms. And even today, we're not even watching that. So, yeah, very quiet weather day. Okay, so uh, Cleveland will take on Baltimore. Shane Bieber, 10,600 on DraftKings against Gabriel Yanoa. Uh, you know, guy to stack against. Not that you want to use him for 4,200. Uh, Bieber's been pitching very well lately. It is a hitter's park, but you certainly got to consider him against anybody right now. Uh, with uh, with Cleveland, uh, Jason Kipp, this is 4,700. Carlos Santana, 5,500. Uh, Francisco Landor, 4,500. So if you want to get some of those lefty-righty split types, you're going to have to spend up for them with Cleveland. Yeah, uh, man, has Cleveland disappointed the last couple of days, though, huh? Uh, it's a case, do you want to go back to that well? Because it's probably not going to stay dry forever. That's probably my attitude. But when I was looking at this morning, I saw uh, we have an umpire report on Win Daily, and it's an extreme pitcher's ump. So those people that like to use that as a philosophy or a tiebreaker, where to go, um, you may want to use that. That being said, Scott, yeah, Cleveland Bats should be in a great spot against a subpar starting pitcher a bad bullpen, and a hitter's park. Yeah, something, uh, this is the first game we're talking about. It's something, you know, you certainly want to attack. When you look at uh, some of the better Cleveland hitters this month, you have Lindor's hitting 308 with four home runs, seven RBIs, six steals. Mercado is at 304, 13 RBIs. Four steals, and Roberto Perez is in the lineup, 297, seven home runs, 13 RBIs. So you're you're paying up. You know, what do you think about using uh, Mike Freeman? He's just 3,700. Got to make sure he's in the lineup, though, right? I mean, he, if he's I, in, if he's in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and then another cheap power bat you can go to is Bobby Bradley. I know he's only 2,200 on Fanduel, and he's got the favorable platoon split split there. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to rethink some things, or at least well, I got plenty of time to think things over. But it wasn't, I just been, I used Cleveland Bats yesterday in the whole, uh, um, they weren't, were starting cashier, and then they said no, because of the potential rain delay, they are, aren't starting cashier. Then the rain delay started before the game, and they were like, nope, we're going to start cashier again anyways. And I was like, oh gosh, not that cashier is a great pitcher, but. We saw how that worked out for Cleveland Bats yesterday. Kansas City and Toronto should be some run scoring in this game. Brad Keller against Aaron Sanchez is getting blown up a lot recently. Uh, you know, some uh, definitely you want to use Guriel if you can for Toronto because he's been so hot lately. Uh, Alex Gordon, forty-four hundred on the other side. Yeah, this is, should be a good hitters' park. Look for the roof to be open sometimes. When the roof is open during a day game, it can lead to offensive fireworks. You, you basically said it. You're not looking to use Sanchez. He's been getting hit up. Um, so you, but Guriel certainly has been on fire. Let me see what his price is on FanDuel. 
He's hitting 340 this month with seven home runs, 29 RBIs. Eric Sogard's hitting 372 with five home runs, 10 RBIs. Freddie Galvis uh, has four home runs, 15 RBIs this month as well. And, of course, you can see a great Guerrero Jr. Uh, with the Royals. Uh, Jorge Bonifacio's having a really good month. He's hitting 350. Uh, you have Cuthbert, who's he's, uh, since he came up from the minors, hitting 313 with three home runs, 14 RBIs. You got Merrifield, of course, he's hitting 304 this month. Even Martin Maldonado, 304. Uh, he's, he has uh, 284 with three home runs and 10 RBIs. Do you, did you dare run a Royal stack today? Well, uh, first off, you, you mentioned Bonifacio. I seen he hasn't played since the nineteenth, but he has been hitting. I wonder if he's just they don't have a spot open for him, um, or if he's banged up and battle an injury. Maldonado is their regular catcher. He probably gets a day off uh, on a Sunday. Uh, we'll have to see. I know they've been using their backup catcher. I was someone I was looking at earlier. Let me see who that was. Um, I mean, there's just someone, um, it was um, Gallagher. Uh, I mean, Sundays are weird where a lot of sometimes regulars, especially catchers, get the day off. So it's even, it's important to look at lineups every VFS day, but Sundays may be the most important just because of that. Yeah, but uh, you like this game, though, because of uh, possible, you know, weather overlay, as you talked about. Yeah, yeah, roof open. Sometimes when the roof open, the ball just carries extra well it's always a hitter's park but sometimes when the roof is open it plays extra well it's it's warm um it, it does get summer in canada obviously so uh yeah it should be a good place for hitters today okay moving right along as we continue to go down the schedule uh the texas rangers at the tampa bay rays jesse chavez against blake snell uh do you want to go contrarian with snell as, as badly as he's pitched lately I think I do, Scott, especially on DK, where he's only uh, priced at 8000 On FanDuel, he's a little more at 8500 But I saw this great tweet, and I was looking to get it, the information for the pitching article today, and it was the advanced statistics. It was XFIP, swinging strike rate, K percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, all the advanced statistics are right in line for Snell, what they were, what they are this year as compared to last year. And obviously we know what happened last year. So the, the point of it is, is that Snell is probably being very unlucky right now or something else is going on. And sooner rather than later, in my opinion, that he will write the ship um, today is not a bad time for that ship to be righted. Uh, Texas is not really hitting the ball uh, since Joey Gallo had that two-home run day during, I think it was Thursday afternoon. Um, we saw what Brandon McKay, the highly touted prospect for the Rays, did yesterday, and I don't see why Blake Snell couldn't do something like that today. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just going to be off of him. What are you thinking about the hitting on the other side? Well, I think we have to stay away from Austin Meadows. That guy's had just a really ice-cold June. Um, so you go look for some other Tampa bats. And which ones are swinging the bat well right now? Well, we got Evisel Garcia, uh, who's doing really well. Um, and on FanDuel, I'm going to just look up his price here. He is only um, 
sorry for the dead air, 3000 So that's very affordable. Obviously, not getting the lefty-righty split like you want to with Garcia, but still, you can't really complain too much about that price. Um, then you got Diaz, who's just been hitting the ball really well since coming off the DL. He's a third baseman in only 3400 on FanDuel. So if I was looking for some bats in those game, this game, that's maybe I would I would go. I wouldn't spend up for the thirty-seven or four thousand respectively for Fam and Meadows. Yeah, uh, Avasail Garcia is forty-one hundred on DraftKings. You got Kiermaier for four thousand. Uh, Travis Darnell is hit when he's been in the lineup. He's only thirty-three hundred, and Joey Wendell is just twenty-six hundred on DraftKings. You know, maybe you could use that as a punt if you like. Uh, by the way, Jorge, Jorge, Jorge Bonifacio, I shouldn't have mentioned him. He was sent to the minors 10 days ago. Accidentally uh, mentioned him. Uh, Washington Nationals and Detroit Tigers. Scherzer, Jordan Zimmerman goes against his first former team, but uh, he's not the same national that he was. you got to spend 12300 for for Scherzer, which is obvious chalk today, but against Detroit. And then some of the bats you may like against Jordan Zimmerman. is a lot to like. Adam Eaton is only 3,800. Rado Parr is 3,500. You can save some money there. Uh, Matt Adams, if he's in the game, will be, probably be worth the 4,800. And uh, any of those other bats, Andrew, Andy, Anthony Rendon, definitely worth the 5,000. Yeah, fascinating yeah. game all around where Scherzer used to pitch for the Tigers, Zimmerman used to pitch for the Nationals. Um, Obviously, I, I wrote the pitching article today, and there was a couple great statistics about Matt Scherzer. Um, this is his first time pitching in Comerica Park since leaving the Tigers. So that's an interesting little tidbit. And then probably a more fascinating tidbit is the last time he touched <gasps> the Tigers, he did, Scott, 20 what? strikeouts. His last appearance against the Tigers was his 20 strikeout game in 2016, I believe. So a lot of narratives, if you're into that. I think, as you said, Scherzer will be the chalkiest of the chalky. But I have another question for you. Matt Scherzer, I saw, was 12-5 on FanDuel and 12-3, I believe, on DraftKings. Is this probably the most expensive player um, that we've seen on either site this year? I can neither confirm nor deny that. I think it was, because I looked at just his pricing and it was the most expensive for the year. I wouldn't think I wouldn't know where to go for anyone more expensive. Maybe no, I, I you would think National League, no, American League, Verlander, but I don't think he's been that high. So this is probably the most expensive that you will see Scherzer at this year, or at least have so far. Yeah, you can use the national stack today. Uh, the Cubs are at the Reds. It's John Lester against Anthony DiSclefani. Uh I b- believe some Reds bats will be in play today, if anything. Derek Dietrich is uh, 4,300. 4, Joey Votto, uh, four-hit game the other night, 4,100. Uh, you got Jesse Winkers, 4,100. So uh, you have a few bats that you can definitely there. Maybe even you consider a stack. Yeah, when I did my prelim lineups, I liked this game a lot. And I talked about being the umpire as the tiebreaker. Well, this umpire is Alan Porter. And his and our reporter who does the umpire report, Nicholas Robert, has 
Alan Porter's over-under record as 13-2, and two, meaning that out of the 15 games he's been the home plate umpire, the over has gone has won 13 times out of 15. And so this is a very extreme hitter's ump in an extreme hitter's park in a place where it will be almost 90 degrees against two pretty sub-bar pitchers. This is where I'm going to load up on some bats, I think, today, especially with the FanDuel. Well, both sites don't have cores as part of their main slate, so this may be the most extreme hitter's park um, that's in play today. So, yeah, like you said, start loading up on bats. I know this thing, you look for lefties from the Cubs, so you got to go to, like, Kyle Schwarber at 3,300, Jason Hayward, 3,100. But don't forget some uh, some righties, too, that could have some power. Wilson Contreras at 3,400. Javier Valles seems underpriced in field duel at 3,600. Um, and then I think on the other side, whenever you get a motivated Yasiel Plague, you tend to like to use him. And that's what my thought was yesterday. There was a little bit of a brouhaha late in the game where he didn't like a high and tight inside 3-0 and pitch, and he had some words with the pitcher. That seems like it uh, may have awoken the bear, and I, I'm going to be rostering Poig today. Uh, Votto's having a great month so far. 313, four home runs, 10 RBIs. Puig, you mentioned, he's hitting 296, 286 this month with seven home runs, 13 RBIs, four steals. And uh, Jesse Winkers has uh, two home runs, seven RBIs, uh, and seven runs scored this month. So there's three names right there for you. Okay, uh, moving right along, we have uh, Philadelphia at Miami. Jake Arrieta, always a consideration, 8,200 going against that lineup. But Trevor Richards has been good here at that 7,300. The Marlins actually uh, were leading the season series uh, going into yesterday between the Phillies. They played the Phillies tough all year long, so I don't think we can assume, you know, using Arietta here is more of a tournament play if you want to look at the overall. But uh, the Marlins have played the Phillies really tough this year, so this this might be a stay-away game. I agree with you, Scott. I, I, again, going back to the Twitterverse, I saw a great, great tweet. It was like, I am done with using subpar pitchers against the Marlins picking on the Marlins. It just seems that they are the Kansas City Royals of about five, six years ago. Not a great team. This was before the World Series teams I'm talking about. But a team that will just pencil nickel and dime you to death. That's what the Marlins seem to me. They don't strike out a lot. They don't have a ton of power. But they put the ball in play, and they make pitchers work. And I think that's exactly what we have going on today. All right. Uh, Jay Bruce scratched yesterday because of tightness in his elbow. So uh, that is that is something to watch. Uh, Minnesota's at Chicago. You have Lucas Giolito going, but he hasn't been as good his, uh, his last few times out. And then he's going against that really good lineup uh, in Minnesota. So I think you might want to avoid him, or if you're going to have some confidence against him, I, I really think he's only a, a tournament play. And then you have, the, uh, have Lewis Thorpe. 23-year-old Lewis Thorpe was called up for the minors where he was at 571 ERA, although he did have 88 strikeouts in, uh, in 69 in the third innings. Uh, you know, this might be a stay-away game as well, although uh, you know maybe you want to toy with maybe a few White Sox bats. 
Yeah, I never like using uh, bats against an unknown because he's an unknown for a reason. We've seen players like Zach Plazak and Hernandez from Miami come up and pitch really good games that were unknown. And yet on the other side, we've seen like De Los Santos last Sunday kind of get hit hard um, and being unknown. Um, I, I, I hate to be a broken record, but I'm going to go back to the Twitterverse for Lucas Diolito, as you mentioned. His... All, his stretch of like six, seven great starts in a row. Listen to the teams they were against. They were against Kansas City twice. They were against Cleveland when Cleveland was really scuffling offensively, and you could still argue that they are. They were against Houston, against, and when Houston was missing all those players, including Altuve, Springer, uh, Correa, uh, up and down the lineup, they had basically a triple-A team, and against Toronto twice. Um, so one could argue, and actually Cleveland was twice as well, that that it's not necessarily that he was a different pitcher. It was against he was going against subpar lineups. Since he's returned to the the realm of regular lineups, he has not fared nearly as well. His last three starts have been against the Red Sox, against the Cubs, and against the Yankees. And excuse me, <coughs> predictably, those did not go as well. Are you saying that he gets no credit for his his uh, stellar performances? The guy was striking out double figure double figure batters. Temperate. I mean, it's 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 one thing to do that against the Kansas Cities and Clevelands of the world. It's another thing to do that against the Red Sox, Yankees, and Twins of the world. You got to give him some respect for what he's accomplished. Sure, though. sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but since he's gone against teams that are above average hitters, he hasn't nearly done as well he, he had was putting up regularly fan duel points in the 50s and 60s against these clevelands and torontos and um what was the other team i mentioned uh houston when they were banged up in kansas cities but going against the cubs the red sox and the yankees they're 29 22 43 it, it's not quite the same so he's a tournament today play today with the, the twins missing buxton and rosario well, Buxton's back. Yesterday was his first game. It, I may be almost looking at the other side. I would be looking at some of the, the Twins' bats as tournament plays simply because right. they're going to be looking at Giolito, thinking how good he is. And But the Twins are just – we've seen what they can do time and time again. Yesterday was a prime example. They're, they're basically the Yankees' light, very deep lineup, make pitchers work, and they have powers up and down the lineup. When you have C.J. Crone and Jonathan – I know I can't say this name right. Shoop, uh, scope, scope at the end of the lineup. That's that you know you have a very deep, powerful lineup. And Byron Buxton is has returned to his number nine hole. If you have a good quality major league hitter like Byron Buxton batting ninth, you know you have a good lineup. Yeah, uh, I've actually missed the Twins game last night, so I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, I know they, he took um, back batting practice on the field uh, Friday, but uh, so good information there. Uh, Pittsburgh's in Milwaukee. You can get some offense out of this game. Steven Brault against Zach Davies. Uh, I think you, you're running a Brewer stack, with, but uh, it's not always affordable. But, uh, you know, Gelich has actually been cold lately. Uh, but still, you got you think fifty eight hundred. You got to take him. If Jesus Aguilar is in the lineup, he's only thirty three hundred. Ryan Brunt forty seven hundred. Lorenzo Cain forty two hundred. Yasmani Grandal forty eight. Uh, so, but if Manny Pena is in the lineup over Grandal, uh, 
maybe he's a punt at uh, 3,100. Uh, on the other side, Zach Davies just hasn't been good this year. So you look at Colin Moran for 4,000. Uh, you'll, you'll also look at, uh, if you want to spend up for Josh Bell, he's 5,600. Uh, but uh, I think Moran's a nice play today. Yeah, I think both lineups are in play. I mean, Stephen Bro is a guy that everyone's always picked on, but out of his last five starts, or uh, yeah, five starts, he's given up um, zero earned runs, one earned run, two earned runs, zero earned runs, and three. So he's not a guy that's been getting blown up. And the Pirates, with their pitching coach and their staff, is famous for that, just turning um, – average pitchers into above average pitchers and below average pitchers into average pitchers. So I think that's what we have with bro on the other side. Like, but if you do like some bad, I like the Mickey Pena call. Like I said, it's, it's Sunday. Look for Grandall to get a day of rest. Um, but on the other side of the lineup. So his uh, brother's brother's playing Manny Pena's brother's playing. Yeah. 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 Mickey. <laughs> Mickey I, I, uh, there is a You're right though. With Brolt though, is he's actually three and oh on the road. Yeah, and he, he just hasn't getting blown up. I mean, he doesn't seem it's to have just, good just, stuff, but this knee jerk with me to like stack against Steven Rolf. I guess I get I get on our 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 boss for like wanting to stack against Jason Vargas. I guess Rolf's turning into a Vargas. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. They're both lefties. They don't both don't throw hard, and both their games are keeping batters off balance and, and location, location, location. The problem with that is uh, if they do have a bad day, they can really get hit really hard just because they don't have that 93, 96 mile-per-hour fastball to be able to get them out of jams. Um, but I was going to mention, uh, being a huge Seinfeld fan, I was hoping that this would be the year that Kramen, Kramer and Newman would be batting 1-2 in the lineup. Well, I haven't had that simply because it's been all about uh, – now I just confused myself. It's been – uh, Kramer's the guy that's been doing. No, it's Newman has been batting leadoff, and the number two hitter is Reynolds. Both those guys have far surpassed expectations. I know um, manager Clint Hurdle has really taught, fought the world of both those of how those two players are playing this year. So that's a good one-two stack at the top of the lineup if you want to pick on Davies. Yeah, you might have to drive up here for a Mets game soon. The Mets are actually having a Seinfeld night this year. Yeah, they they do do that occasionally, right? This is the first time I think they're doing a full blown thing with uh, with a Jerry bobblehead. Uh, Seattle's at Houston. Oh, you get a you get a VIP meet and greet with the Soup Nazi as well. I was going to say, uh, did, are they going to invite like Roger McDowell and Keith Hernandez back because of their role? Well, Hernandez is always there because he's a broadcaster. Oh, that's true. That's a yeah, good yeah. point. But I wonder uh, if they. Give him the day off to come uh, hang out with Jerry like he did in the 90s. <laughs> we can do that before the game. Sure. Seattle, Seattle's at Houston. Marco Gonzalez against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, uh, obviously, if you don't want to spend up for Verlander, there's your ace. Marco Gonzalez, the, you know, the, the, the Astros are getting whole on offense now. You know, Yuli Gurriel is is hot lately. He's 3,900. You can save some money with him. Michael Brantley gives you the split 4,300. Uh, Josh Reddick's just 3,900. Uh, George Springer is back. He got to pay 5,700. Tony Kemp's in the lineup. He's only uh, 3,600 on DraftKings. Uh, Jose Altuve, the, the price still hasn't caught up. Uh, he's only 3,900 on DraftKings. So, you know, you could really run a nice Astro stack today. 
Man, thirty nine hundred on for Altuve on DraftKings. There must be some sort of. This is against a, a relative... maybe maybe it's um uh, they're rating players by height. I don't know. Yeah, this is a relatively soft tossing lefty. Whenever you have a lefty, you think of Springer and Altuve right away. But it's amazing that Springer may be the most or one of the most expensive uh, players on DraftKings at 5,700, like you mentioned, but Altuve is a below average uh, price at 3,900. He is 3,600 on FanDuel. Usually you see about a thousand dollar difference. So FanDuel is caught up a little bit, but yeah, DraftKings, that's going to make me rethink my second base position and and think about Altuve there. But you mentioned uh, Houston's, they are getting whole now. They are starting to score runs. Their lineup is healthy. Cole's a fascinating story. I took the savings with Cole the last time that him and Max pitched, and that, that didn't work out. Max was far better than Cole. Um, I, I don't know what to do today with it. We saw how Verlander did not live up to his ace standings last night, but that doesn't mean that Cole won't tonight. Uh, and, and, in fact, it may make some people think exactly that, that Verlander wasn't the ace that Cole won't be the ace again today. Uh, I don't think I don't think today has anything to do with yesterday. And, I agree. Uh, you know, but I think especially after that, uh, Cole will feel the pressure on him more to get the win. Los Angeles is Colorado. It's Kenta Maeda against Chichi Gonzalez. Obviously, you don't want to use Maeda as uh, as useful as he's been this year going to Coors Field. And Chichi Gonzalez, this game is just so obvious in terms of the of the Dodgers stack. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and it's probably part of the reason why both FanDuel and DraftKings have separated that game and not have it on their main slate, just like the Red Sox and Yankees in, a, in about an hour and a half and when we're doing this call isn't on the main slate as well. But yeah, you, you nailed it. I mean, is, this on the old, is this on the all-day slate? Uh, no, it's not. That's it, okay. it's, but yeah, yeah, it is on the all-day. It's not on the main, right. Yeah, so let let let's sort past that real quickly. Uh, Rocky yeah. stack if you use it. Yeah. Uh, Arizona is at San Francisco. Good pitching matchup. Robbie Ray, uh, maybe maybe the the choice if you don't want to go with Verlander uh, necessarily. Ten thousand in San Francisco. Of course, he's going against Bumgarner, who's eighty three hundred. Somebody else to consider against any lineup. Uh, you know, you're still wondering if this is Bumgarner's last start as a Giant. We said that last time out. But uh, you got to like Robbie Ray, except for the fact he's going against Bumgarner. Uh, excellent uh, thinking. Ray was my write-up. Uh, I had to kind of cheat to get him into the mediocre or middle tier arms. But, yeah, he's had nine strikeouts each of his last two starts. He seems to be rounding into form, uh, throwing the ball for strikes a little bit more often, not walking as many guys. I think what we're going to see with Ray is just eventually he's going to go seven or eight innings and get 15 strikeouts. You have to wonder if that's today. Okay. Uh, what seems on paper to be a good pitching matchup between the Angels and the A's, you have Chris Bassett going against Andrew Heaney. Uh, Chris Bassett has been good lately, and uh, I really like him as a second pitcher on DraftKings when uh, he's just 7,100. The Angels lineup has turned it around, but uh, I still like Bassett, you know, just what he's he's done recently overall. Uh, he has a more than three runs in any of his last five starts, and he, he has at least five strikeouts in all of them. 
six strikeouts in four of them. So I really like Bassett as a second pitcher. Andrew Heaney does have strikeout potential, but he's been very inconsistent. Yeah, he his first starts, he was striking out batters at a remarkable clip, but he's come back down to earth a little bit. But I think you're right. I mean, one thing to keep in mind is Angel Stadium is one of the hardest parks when it comes to shadows, and they're playing an early afternoon game out in L.A. for them. So look for the shadows uh, to come into play, and the batters having a tough time picking up the ball. With being a day game, that should only help the pitchers even more. St. Louis is at San Diego to round out the schedule. Miles Mikolas against uh, Joey Lucchese. Uh, stay away gay from me from Lucchese. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mikolas maybe can use a few of these bats here. Hosmer's 4700 but that's kind of expensive. Franville Reyes is 4600 Hunter Renfro, 5400 So if you want any Padre bats, you're going to have to spend up. Yeah, and after seeing, after Mikolas probably saw what happened last night with Machado and Reyes both hitting two home runs each. Uh, he must be like, oh, gosh, I got to go against this red hot lineup and could be more of the same today. I'm certainly not looking for anyone on the mound, that's for sure. Yeah, it could be a Padre stack. My favorite stacks today, Houston, Washington, Cleveland. You could even consider San Diego, maybe Kansas City's a dark horse. Just the names of your Three favorite top starters today. Well, go with Scherzer, go with Cole, and go with Ray. I'm, I'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel here today. I think you just go with those three. Yeah, I think uh, if I'm going to add a fourth to that, especially for a discount, I'm going to go with Chris Bassett. Thanks, like for, yeah, th- thanks for listening today, and we'll see you tomorrow on the, uh, on the, <laughs> the Wind Daily uh, podcast with Scott and Mark.